0: happy wednesday wildcat fans and thanks for keeping it locked on wildcats i'm your host mike luke all right now it's getting interesting we have arizona mississippi state coming up what a win would mean previewing mississippi state a bunch of different stuff but as always let's get started here on locked on Wildcats. you are locked on wildcats your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked... Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, making this your first listen of the day. Happy Wednesday to you all. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show, obviously. We always have a lot to get to this show. But first and foremost, we need to talk a little bit about how we got here and what to expect in Mississippi State game now. Um, Arizona, I believe, is much, much better equipped to be able to beat uh, Mississippi State this year. Again, not make, not saying that they will, but you got to remember that last year at this point, you had a uh, historically bad defense, even by Arizona standards. And not only did you have a uh, historically bad defense, they made up for it by um, basically allowing anything a team wanted on the ground – or through the air. It was essentially a comedy of errors. We do not want to see this ever again. It was very, very unta- uh, unpleasant. Um, but last year's offense was certainly much better, and a big part of that was because, well, quite frankly, uh, Arizona got better players. I mean, you look at it, you went from, and this was all due respect, you went from Will Plummer and Gunnar Cruz to Jane Delora, which no matter what you think about Jane Delora, Jane Delora is a much, much better quarterback than uh, uh, those two. Then at the wide receiver spot, you went, uh, yeah, went in, you added Jacob Cowing, you added T-Mac, and uh, you obviously brought back Dorian Singer. It was one of the best wide receiving units in the country right there. But either way, very good stuff. Um, and then – the offensive line was still a work in progress, but you were bringing in young talent, but you got to remember it was still young between Jonah Savanea, Wendell Moe, all those dudes, you know, that it was just a little bit of a, uh, it was a younger unit um, right there, but it got progressively better throughout the season. Um, and I'm excited to see exactly what that, how that all un- entails, but against Mississippi state last year, and obviously with the great Mike Leach uh, passing away, uh, certainly RIP coach, um, that was a that was a pretty talented team that he had right there. Um, between you know Will Rogers, who had three thousand yard receivers, Arizona was able to hang in the game, but it certainly never felt like Arizona was going to win the game. And I think a big part of that was you just really never felt that Arizona was going to be able to muster enough plays to be able to make that one happen. Um, and that's kind of uh, you know it's kind of what happened right there. Arizona was in the game, but they really weren't in the game now. Arizona's going to uh, Starkville this year. It's going to be far more interesting right here. I expect it to be a far more uh, interesting environment because, you know, right uh, right now, um, right now, You're going to be playing some SEC athletes. There's no doubt about it. But it's also I don't believe it's as good a team as it was last year, though, too, as well, because I do believe that Mike Leach was a big time. I mean, Mike Leach, and I'm not really breaking any news right here. Mike Leach was a big time coach. Uh, There's just really no other way around that. Mike Leach is, you know, from the offensive perspective, just being able to make uh, just being able to make players uh, better, make players look better. You know, look the part. Mike Leach was able to do all of that. And not only was Mike Leach able to do that, he was just a good fit for what they wanted to do there. So obviously, you got a new coach in there, new system, new style. But I think that Arizona's coming in here with a lot of potential. Like I said, Arizona's going into that game, I think, with the potential to absolutely be able to win that game um, because you've got Jaden Dolores, second year in the system. Not only do you have. Uh, not only you have Jane Dolores second year in the system, but you've also just got better players now across the board. And I think that's where uh, Arizona fans should be excited, because, again, you've got uh, when you've got players that are able to uh, when you've got Arizona players on the offensive side of the ball that are SEC caliber players. That's something that you like. I mean, just look at it this way. Uh who would start in the SEC at the skill position? Players for Arizona, Delora is a, diff- a difficult one to say because he could start for some teams, but he wouldn't start for probably a lot of teams in the SEC. But offensively, there are definitely some dudes that would start uh, for about any school. Uh, T Mac would start for about any school at wide receiver. Jacob Cowing would start at uh, wide receiver for about any uh, school in the country. Um, then on the offensive line. Uh, Jordan Morgan starting for almost any school in the offense or uh, uh, on the offensive line in the country, as is Jonas Savanea. Both those dudes are starting on the offensive line somewhere because, again, they're both very, very good players. Um, So there's that. And then you've got uh, and then you've also got, you know, on the interior. Uh players like a Raymond Polito, players like a Wendell Moe, those dudes would those dudes would start for some schools. But that's just a big uh difference from last year, where is a freshman T Mac starting in a lot of schools, like you know, top 25 schools? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Jacob Cowing probably is at that point, but there's there's a lot more questions. Right now, you probably got six dudes on offense that would start for about anybody in the country. And that again is T Mac, Jacob Cowing. Uh, both the offensive linemen and Michael Wiley. That's where it becomes interesting because Michael Wiley would have the ability to start for a lot of teams, not saying that would be the majority of SEC teams, but I'm also not saying it wouldn't be the majority. So again, there's a lot to like in that entire, uh, entire endeavor right there. But also when it comes down to it though, the defense is where this Arizona is going to have to be able to make its move because the problem with last year's defense is besides not being very talented you also always felt like, all right, well, this team is going to be able to score when they want to score. And there's really nothing that Arizona can do about it. There were so many games like that, and they were able to do it in a variety of ways. Remember the Cal game where Jay Knott starts out the game with a 90 yard run? And then there were other games too where it's like, all right, well, we're just not going to be able to get off the field. This has a little bit of a different vibe to it. Again. Not saying that Arizona is going to beat all these teams or that Arizona is going to put the fear of God uh, into some of these squads. But you also feel that you're a little bit more equipped to be able to take on the Mississippi states of the world. And I think a lot of that, funny as it is to say, has to do with Big Bill Norton. Big Bill Norton from Georgia. Again, he wreaked havoc in that first game. He was, he was a monster at 6'4", 340, whatever the case may be. He was huge. And not only was he huge out there, he, was a, he played a vital role in what Arizona was trying to do. And I think it's impossible to really understate what he was able to do out there. Um, he took up blockers, and he's perfect. And when I say perfect, I mean perfect for what Arizona wanted to do. Um, and I think he's going to continue to be that way. Honestly, as long as he doesn't get hurt, because that strength and that center of gravity that travels. And again, he's huge. Uh, And we're going to keep saying it just because you couldn't beat out somebody like Jalen Carter. I know they're different positions on the line. Doesn't mean that you can't perform at the U of A. All right. One thing, though, that if you are going to travel to this game, though, you might say to yourself, all right, eBay Motors. All right, ebaymotors.com, the right parts, the right fit, the right prices. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, only available to U.S. customers. Check it out, ebaymotors.com. This Cut out the middleman. That's essentially what I've done right, right now. I don't know anything about car parts, nor will I ever know. I wish I did know, but I don't. But what I, what I do know, though, is that eBay Motors can help all of you out right there, including myself. They've done it for me. They can do it for you. Check it out, ebaymotors.com. It's, it works because it's simple, it's effective, and it's reliable. All things that are very underrated in today's society. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about what the Arizona defense needs to do against Mississippi State. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now the next move right here is where is Arizona going to be then? What are they going to be able to do there on the defensive side of the ball? Now, because again, Mississippi State still has a lot of the same players from last year. Obviously different, though, offense and a different coach. But I think a big part of it, we're going to see how the secondary is. A big part of that is going to be Ephesians-Prysock. And not only is a big part of that going to be Ephesians prize sock, um, because he's, let's be honest, he's the most talented corner on the team. Um, he's a player that, if you were to tell me that he was going to play in the NFL, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. X 4 star kid, what you see is kind of what you get. Um, Arizona needs to be able to get him uh, to become that number one corner. Looked good in that first game, and I think Arizona has every reason to believe that they will be able to do that. Then opposite him, Dylan Wyatt. This is going to be a big step up, the Cal Poly transfer. Um, Opposite uh, uh, – now, he was thought of as being a very good player when Arizona brought him in, and not only was he thought of being a very good player, he was thought of as being that dude that you come in here, and not only do you come in here, but – Maybe you're a nickel, maybe you're a fourth corner, but no, he just stepped right in there and he became a starter. Beat out Takario Davis, who had a very good spring and fall. So that says a lot, right there. But what does he bring to the table then, Dylan Wyatt? A big part of what he brings is, well, um, he brings experience and he brings a savviness out there that the coaching staff has talked about all sp- or all spring and all or excuse me, all fall camp and. Next to Traden Stukes at that nickel spot, who not the most physically talented guy in the world, but still a very good uh, cor- or still a very good wide receiver, excuse me, cornerback. You've got some playmakers right there. And again, when you're going against SEC athletes, when you're going against a Mississippi State team that still returns quite a few players from last year, you got to be able to have all hands on deck at the cornerback spot. And I think Arizona is going to have just that right there. Um, a big part of this, though, also is where are we at then? When it comes to uh, where are we at then when it comes to the linebackers? Um, Jacob Manu is obviously very good. He's also a little bit undersized. We know that. How's he going to stack up in a game like this? He's obviously much stronger now. We'll find out exactly where he's at. But I I don't know that there's any reason to believe he won't be good. But at those pass rusher positions, though, also, uh, you got to be able to. Isaiah Ward. You got to be able to continue to build off what you did. Um, all fall camp you uh the coaches talked about how you know you really took that next step you showed it against NAU you're definitely a you know at this point I think it's more than fair to say that you're definitely a thing in the grand scheme of this how good can you be though because if you can be if you can be reliable right there Arizona hadn't have a pa- hasn't had a pass rusher like that in quite a long time many many moons as uh, some people would say that's where uh you know that's kind of where we're at right now so again I'm also kind of at the point where uh, – I'm also at the point, too, where – just going to call it the way it is – that I'm excited about the young – the advancement of so many of these young guys. Now, on the offensive side of the ball <coughs> – excuse me. The, the five starters are great. I would – assuming Raymond Polito's ready to go, I would assume that everybody's going to be good. Can you – can you grind out a game against Mississippi State? Then you know maybe if Jane Delora isn't playing the best, can you grind out a game where Michael Wiley, between Michael Wiley, Jonah Coleman, DJ Williams, a Speedy Luke Fam, um, are able to get say a combined thirty-five carries for a buck fifty, whatever the case may be, and salt that game away? I don't know what the answer to that one is, quite frankly, and I think we're going to I uh, think we're going to find that one out. But I do believe that there is uh, every opportunity for that to happen for the reasons that we've been laying out. Jonas Sabanay is an NFL player. Jordan Morgan's an NFL player. Wendell Moe's got that potential. Raymond Polito, assuming he's back in there, obviously a guy that's a total monster. Josh Baker's solid. That line right there is that's a solid line. But again, when you're going against those SEC type athletes, you gotta be able to uh, you gotta be able to really, you know, kind of step your game up a notch more. And we'll find out exactly if Arizona can do that. But I am of the opinion that Arizona can do that. Then we got Tanner McLaughlin, T Mac, the original T Mac right there, or maybe the old school T Mac, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that he is a, I think he's at we're at the point now with T Mac where you know that he is uh you know that, or excuse me, you know that Tanner McLaughlin uh, can ca- can block and he can catch passes over the middle. I think he's going to be kind of an unsung factor pretty much this entire season. Well, again, we'll find out where he is. But I also am uh, – I'm also enthused to see where he is at, though, because, again, I think that he can uh, – I think he can be that dude. It'll just be interesting to see at what level he can be that guy. Um, and, honestly, I think he should be able to catch for five, 600 yards. And in a game like this that I expect to be a little bit more low-scoring – the tight end can always be a very nice safety valve, as everybody knows. And I think there's an excellent opportunity that he's going to be able to be that safety valve, honestly. Um, so, again, we'll find that one out, definitely. And and Burnett, we've talked about him all week. We're going to continue to talk about him. I'd like to see him continue uh, to stay involved in the passing game as well because um, he needs to be out there. And I think he gives you a little bit of a bigger, more athletic look, especially if you're going to go with a two tight end set, something like that. This is also going to be a big game for our guy, though Tyler Loop. Tyler Loop's got to continue to uh, Tyler Loop's got to continue to grow on what he's been able to show so far, and by that I just mean that he's got to be able to um, make those easy kicks. Because again, I think Arizona fans have been so uh, Arizona fans have been so uh, snake bit by. Uh, uh, by the kicking game, which is just such a juxtapose because when I was growing up, it was the kicking game that uh, kept Arizona in games. Now it's kind of the total opposite, to be honest with you. And that's where I think Arizona, if you're Arizona fans, you want to be able to say that, uh, yeah, all right, well, we need to be able to make this this one happen. We need to be able to make this one happen. I think that there's every opportunity for that one to happen. Um, But – just need Tyler Loop to be able to make those kicks, and uh, Kyle Ostendorf. This could easily become a field position game. Kyle Ostendorf's got to continue to do what he's been able to do for a long time now, and be one of the very best punters in the country, and continue to play, uh, pin players deep, pin uh, pin teams deep. And I think he's shown that he can do that. So you know, we're certainly going to find out about that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, to come back with you. We're going to talk about what a mean a win would mean for the University of Arizona. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. I now – all right, now we're just going to – we're going to talk now about what a win would mean. And uh, I think the – I think a win would mean um, that, quite frankly, Arizona is ahead of schedule because then if you win this game, you're going to beat UTEP. That becomes a three-win – or that becomes your are you're 3-0 at that point. And if you're 3-0 at that point, then – well, you know what? There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of upward uh, mobility, and, and you've got uh, some real, real margin for error. Keep in mind, three wins gets you into a, or six wins gets you into a bowl. And so the key for Arizona, I've always felt all season, was just getting into a bowl. And if you get into the bowl, then from there, um, you, the rest kind of takes care of itself. And then Jed Fish can say, listen, first year we won one game, next year we won five, third year we got into a bowl, next year we're competing for the pack or the big 12 title, whatever, whatever the case may be. But that way it would be a monumental win. It would be a very substantial win because again, you would be going into an sec school and beating them. And it would also show you just how far Arizona has come in three years. Um, And honestly, the closer we get, I'm not going to preview my pick yet, but the closer we get, the more I'm starting to believe that Arizona can do just that. So again, going to Keep you in the loop on that one, but I think that Arizona has that ability to be able to make that one happen. Um, but again, it's definitely not going to be easy, and there's definitely a lot of roadblocks in play. Mainly, that this is a very you know, that this is a talented team when you're going against SEC teams. When you've got a, a top 25 recruiting class, you've got a uh, you know, that can bring in top 25 kids out of Mississippi, Alabama, etc., it's different animal. But Jed Fish is also in year three here where. He's shown that he can, uh, he can get a good level of players. So we'll find out exactly uh, where Arizona is, but going into this environment, I think is going to tell us a lot about everything Um, where Arizona is. And honestly, even if Arizona loses, but it's close, if we're talking a 21, 17 game, then Arizona is clearly on the right track. Um, Now, if Arizona goes in there and loses 35 to seven, then you got to kind of take inventory again of everything else going on. But I don't expect that to happen Again, Arizona's going to lose games this year. No doubt about it, but they're not going to go into a ton of games where they have absolutely no chance of winning. And that's because the talent level is much, much better than it has been in recent years. So again, a win would be monumental and a win at that point, you also start saying, man, is jet fish going to be the coach of the year in the conference. Cause you got to start looking at it at that possible, you know, as a possibility at that point, because you look at where Arizona came from, you look at what they're uh, at and you know, you're in that seven-win realm, which I think you could squarely start looking at if you're you're Arizona and you beat Mississippi State, that becomes a good thing. And let's be honest here, it also shows you, too, that you're able to – it would also help him, too, on the recruiting train to be able to bring in even more players because they're going to want to be part of something that's big. And Arizona football under Jed Fish with a win over Mississippi State becomes kind of an impossible entity to to ignore. And uh, so that's kind of where we're at. Uh, with all of this, but again, I think Arizona has a very good chance. Um, I think Arizona's got a very good chance in this game, and uh, I might pick them. We'll find out, um, we'll, but again, this is a that massive week for Arizona, but more so than anything, you always feel now like you're going into the game and you've got a chance to be able to beat a team, and I think that's what's exciting about this entire endeavor right here, but like I said, I think we're I think we're kind of at the stage now where Arizona's going to be able to make some plays. We'll find out though. The Starkville game is going to be a big telltale sign of where Arizona is in the grand scheme of things, but I think Arizona is going to acquit themselves very, very well. All right. On that note, you guys have a great Wednesday. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Again, great time to be an Arizona wildcat fan. As you all know, it's always a great time to back the a, but it's never been a better time right now. Um, Arizona has, uh, Fish has fallen through, followed through with many of his promises. And we're kind of at that stage now where the next thing is getting that big win. But on that note, you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.